Shout out to the mighty, the mighty who that nation, man. We up in this thing. Shout out to the fam. Coffee with Q, Saturday morning Saints talk. Or are the Saints really committed to winning? Are they really winning or committed to winning? We'll talk about it in this early episode of the coma. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in the stream. Good morning, grand rising to all of the fantastic enduring let me add that in there enduring enduring saints family members across the world shout out to you guys appreciate y'all being in the stream (laughs) why would you pay this man this kind of money because they don't want to fire him that means to break his contract they would have to settle with him and pay him off which means all of that money all those little details it will be coming out of how much his contract is the moment he gets fired you're going to see all that leak out in the days and weeks after the fact. You're going to see that they're overpaying him is what I'm trying to tell you. So they got to break the contract, pay him off, and then hire somebody else to do the damn job. They got to hire somebody else. So that's why they're saying he's in a good place because they don't want to get rid of him. They're going to try to sell to you even if he doesn't. Because Mickey Loomis could have settled all this. He could have came out and said, listen, I've told Dennis Allen uh, that in the next four games, you know, you know, with a month left, the games, a month game, bunch of games left that he has a month to get this team into the playoffs. He got a month worth of games. We need him to get to the playoffs. Right. And then we'll look at it. But we want playoffs. It's basically to keep his job. He has to get to the playoffs. Now, if he announces that to the nation and, you know, that means that put pressure on him to perform better. I mean, puts pressure on him to be a person that make the change like, damn, I better go and do some stuff. Then that will propel him to make changes because his job on the line. Does it look like he is, is coaching like a guy or, or acting like a guy with his job on the line? Absolutely not. Why? Cause Loomis is telling him he's safe, which means I'll take the arrows for you, Dennis. I'll take the arrows and bows. No, what he's going to try to do is, and I really wish you would try this for real, bro. Come on with it. 
this will be a good exercise of strength between the corporate people that sit on top of the team and the people that actually control the team, which is the people that pay for and support the team with money. You're going to see this will be a terrific exercise between two people that really that uh, about which role is which I want you to do this. I want them to do it. Come on with it. People say, why that Q? Because I want, I want, we got, we got to show them something. We can show all these sports people, all this. And this, this is something that I really want Mickey Loomis to do. Come on with it. Come on with it. Come on with it. Hold and protect them and watch what happened. I want, I want to see it. I want I want you to do it. Anyway, this is what he's saying. So this is the perspective on the money situation we're dealing with the Saints. That's my take on it. They did that, that the whole contract thing is they're keeping it separate. We know this, man. We know what time it is. Like, man, how does this dude know this? Because it's common sense, man. It's common sense. I don't have to be a fly on the wall up in there. These people transparent. You know, we've been looking at them for so long. We know your movements and we know how you think. I've emulated you. You know, I know. <laughs> dude, once I start emulating you, I don't already figured you out, dude. <laughs> for real. You know? I'm, I done figured out the mentality, the business mind, the mentality of Mickey Loomis. Once I start emulating you, like, you know, well, hold on now, Q. Let me talk to you about that. Hold on, how you know me? You don't know me. I don't know. Oh, I know you all right. <laughs> Once I got you like that, bro, I got you figured out, man. I got you figured out, Jack. You know, but anyway, yeah, man. So it is what it is, man. With that, as far as that goes. Now, let's move into something else. Let me show y'all guys this. And I showed y'all some stuff early on about the saints record wise keep that in mind over the next two weeks family i want y'all to keep that in mind bear that in mind when i showed you about the saints schedule when i showed you about the the saints schedule and how they behave three two game winning streaks three of them it during the season and the saints each one of the seat this is not this is fam this is not a fluke here this this is trend this is a trend like they say one time is a coincidence then the next time is a pattern. This is a pattern. This is a recognized pattern backed by statistics and numbers. The Saints, two they have prior two game winning streaks. Each one of these winning streaks ended with losing streaks of at least two games. At least two games. At least. The first one was two. The second one was three. Which one this one going to be? So it's <laughs> at least two games. Now, like I said, we'll see what happens. It's not guaranteed, but I'm saying that's a hell of a trend to be aware of. Just keep that in mind going forward. And, of course, this is a look at the playoff picture. I mean, if you want to call it that. Uh, you see the Niners, Cowboys, Eagles up there, the Lions who beat the Saints, the Bucks who beat the Saints, the Rams who beat the Saints, the Vikings who beat the Saints. I'm starting to see a trend there, too. Starting to see a trend there. Don't you see that trend, family? You know, let's do that again. In the hunt teams, Lions hmm, beat the Saints, Buccaneers beat the Saints, Rams beat the Saints, Vikings beat the Saints, and then that Seahawks are above the Saints. They didn't beat the Saints, but I'm pretty sure if they go head to head with the Saints, they would beat the Saints too. And the Saints would beat the Saints because the Saints beat themselves all the time. Their position in the ninth position at seven eight, which is second in NFC South. Now the now the Bucks, they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's some stuff about whether or not Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. It could be CJ Beathard. And they're hoping that the Bucs lose this game and everybody's hoping that the Bucs lose the game. But, you know, the reality at the end of the day, family, is that even if things ended up what they were, let's say if anything, the Saints win the last two games and they'll finish, what, nine and eight. And depending on what the Bucs is, let's say the Bucs ended, they won yesterday. I mean, yeah, Sunday, they'll go 
uh, eight and seven or whatever. And then at, at the end of the day, they end up with the same mark. Let's say they end up with the same mark. Then it will go down to division, right? So which means the Saints have the Falcons left. So if the Saints have to beat, they have to win out. They got to beat the Falcons. That means they'll finish in the division at four and two, right? Now, depending on what Tampa Bay do, they got three games left. They can, you know, the Jacksonville game is not the same. And depending on what their schedule is on the back end, they're four one. So the division records matter. Some kind of way if it ends up where the division records are the same, you know where it goes. It goes to the the conference record. They go down the line. If the division records are tied and the records and everything is tied where it is, or however it goes, they go to that conference record and it's not looking good for the Saints. So I don't it, they're not mathematically eliminated. But they need a lot of stuff to happen for them to even think about being in the playoffs. And I'm just saying this to those people who that that are uh, playoff focused like myself. I'm, I'm a playoff focused person because that's what it's all about. It's all about the playoffs, man. The regular season is done for you to get to the big dance. That's all because that's when we pay, we plan for big trophies and supposed to be anyway, you know. But anyway, let's keep it bucking and moving, man. Let's go ahead on and move on to this next conversation right here. And that's the new Orleans Saints need help for the playoffs, but focus on the on selves entering final two regular season games. This is JD. He's a senior writer for the saints. So don't expect to see nothing searing here because this is a saints paid reporter. So he's not going to be hit hard hitting them. Saints opportunity to win in NFC South division and playoff birth now hinge on the performance of other teams, which is what a losing team does. It doesn't take care of its business and it wants somebody else to do it for him. Friday that the team has no option other than to simply continue to try to control what it can as the Saints seven and eight take the long weekend before beginning preparation next week for the game against the Bucks at Raymond James Jet Stadium. Saints and Bucks own identical records before the 30-22 loss to the Rams on Thursday night. The Saints will need to out, you know, will need outside help. Bucks play Jacksonville at home. In order to pull back into a tie over the weekend, they would be back in position to climb into first place with a win next Sunday. And of course, I'm not going to talk about what didn't sound that's his quotes here, but total control slipped away with the Rams, uh, with the loss against the Rams. Saints total 339 yards overall and just 35 rushing on 16 carries. Horrible. Turned over the ball once, in, which was an interception by a year boy, Derek Carr, who threw the ball right to the dude. It wasn't even close. He doesn't. That's, that's the thing. That should get you pulled. You know, that should get you pulled. The guy standing out there staring down people, throwing to Jawan Johnson. How you didn't see that safety, bro? You know, it's just, it's amazing, man. He don't see the field right. And that's like this dude, and he been getting away with it because, I'm going to say it again, how did he get away with this in Oakland or with the Las Vegas or whatever? Because he had the arm to push the ball through the tight window. He don't have the same zip on the ball because of injuries that occurred during the season. He don't have the same the same zip, and he can't get out of trouble. So he relying on bad habits, trying to get his to get the the strong arm to zip it on through, and he getting in trouble. He don't have the same zip on his ball. It's as simple as that. So I mean, you know, let's keep it going though. All right. So anyway, and this is some of the quotes from Dennis Allen. I don't care about it. He says the Saints need to be better at establishing a running game. 2.2 yards on the carry. Come on, man. That's 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 obviously a point. So anyway, a lot of this is sourced from the Dennis Allen uh, interview, which I care not to play. You know, I think I had enough of listening to him. But instead of listening to him, let's listen to another former head coach of the Saints and what he said 
And this is coming from, you know, we know we've heard this before. I just want to comment on this. Y'all find this very, very funny. I thought it was very funny. Jim Moore rips Martin Anderson over his take. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Actually, it's you. I think somebody need to give Jim Moore some coconut water, coconut milk, and every damn thing else to kind of sharpen up his mental uh, uh, abilities because even Lance Moore had to bust and laugh at that one on what he was said. Now, I'm going to play it for you for some of the family members because this is the tweet right here. Martin Anderson tweeted out Saints family members. He said fans. I say family. Family members deserve better than what we saw tonight. That's the tweet that the great Dane, the great Martin Anderson, who kicked uh, many wins for the Saints when they were sorry, talked about. He said that the Saints family members deserve better than this. This is the actual tweet, which is true. There is not anybody in the state of the world that has two brain cells rubbed together and and have a functioning brain that would disagree with that. Nobody would disagree with that. Well, actually, one did. One dude did disagree with that. And this is his asinine uh, commentary about it. Here we go. Y'all put one in the chat if you can hear this, man. If I can get it going. Let me see. All right. It's not spinning. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me make sure I get it. They, not, they may not, but the Morton Anderson tweeted, Saints fans deserve better than this. Do you agree with that? No. Huh? No. I mean, what you, these guys bust their tail out here, our players and coaches and everything. Don't tell me that the Saints fans deserve something better than that. I mean, they get what they get. They got to hang in there with the Saints. You hear that? You hear that? Bro. You heard that? You don't deserve better than that. This is a crazy old coach who done been lost his mental abilities some time ago to say something that foolish. And Lance Moore look, bust out laughing like, dude, are you serious? Are you just I think more I think Jim Moore is, is just a troll right now. I think he he's definitely trolling because nobody would say something that asinine and stupid on national television. You know, I he, that he's trolling, got to be. I'm gonna just say that he's trolling. This is just this is not a serious take. It it can't be. It, it, it can't be a, a, a serious take. I'm going to just keep it real. You know, you don't deserve nothing better than what you got today. You got to hang in there. See, this is the old way of thinking. This old, this is, this is a good teaching point right here. A good teaching tool to show you this is how they used to think about you. We'll give you whatever. Just stick in there and keep up, keep going up there and get that $25, that $20 nachos and that $10, $10 soda. That's right. Keep going up there and doing that paying 25 or 20, whatever the hell it is to park nowadays. All them super high ass clothes that they spend a dollar or something (laughs) from some other country somewhere. I mean, come on. This is how they used to think. Yeah, And I've been talked about this all the time. I talk about this all the time, but this is how they used to think. And this was type of thinking we fighting up against. Here we go. Fans deserve better than this. Do you agree with that? No. Oh, no. These guys bust their tail out here, our players and coaches and everything. Don't tell me that the Saints fans deserve something better than that. I mean, they get what they get. They got to hang in there with the Saints. Okay, they, what? They may not, not, but they still could make the playoffs this season. So what's going to happen when they make the playoffs? Oh, everybody's excited and happy and Saints fans and all that kind of stuff. Right now, they're... No, listen, let me tell you something more. Let me say this to you, brother, because I think you're trolling. You can't be this detached from reality. There would be no NFL if it wasn't for the supporters. The supporters are upset, rightfully so. There's this weird 
thinking that I'm kind of kicking up against this weird thinking that, and, and I'm going to tell you where it's tied to. It's tied to the fanatical, the fanaticism mindset that they placed that term. See, that wasn't something that the people came up with. That was something that the corporations put on you. They didn't call you a supporter. They didn't call you something that had a positive overtone to it, where it would show that you had some type of power to the team. It gave you a moniker or a marker on you that was something that was less than appealing. And fan, like I said, all-time fan is short for fanatic. There's nothing good about a fanatic. Research the term. It might as well be calling you racial epithets. <laughs> fanatic is, for, for, there's nothing good about fanaticism. It's a person that's going way beyond what they're supposed to be doing. That's almost like on, on par with some type of zealot or something. I mean, it's ridiculous. But this is what the corporation, the NFL, and the other people decided to give to the supporters of these different teams. Oh, let's just call them fanatics and then shorten it to fan. So they don't tie the two together. But this is how they think a person that is labeled that is supposed to think that, no, you don't deserve anything. I've been saying this. It's good that Jamar said that he was a coach in the NFL at time. This ain't something that he's pulling out of his backside, his wrinkled backside. No, this is what he actually believes because this is what they teach him to believe, which is this is with you. They're busting their butts. He has more concern about the players busting their butts, even though they get making tens of millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it, by the way. Oh, they're out there busting their butts and they're doing it for you. No, they're doing it for themselves. They're getting paid to take care of business and take care of their family. They're not doing it for me. They doing it for themselves, for the team, for us. That's a different thing altogether. And that's why I reel against this type of BS because this is what these people actually think from a corporate level about who you are and that you have no power unless it's what they give you, which is then they'll tell you it's your team. How is it then my team, sir, if you don't listen to when I ask you to do something, but yet you want money from me and support from me. You want our power because money is power. We have the power. You want our money, our power to help support what you're doing, but you don't want to listen when we upset about you underperforming, you not handling your business. Now you tell me if that's righteous or not. That's that that type of thinking is ridiculous, man. This is ridiculous. But he is showing you this how the old NFL, because the old the new NFL is the old NFL. It's the same thinking. Even though they might paint over the mold and the and, and, and all of the scrapes on the building to make the building look new. This is the same NFL it's always been. And deep down, this is the mindset. And I always tell you this. So this is a good teaching tool to teach and show people what they actually think about you. Even though I've been saying to people for years, listen, if you have the money, you're the supporter, you have the power to control the team. That's why I'm saying if Mickey Loomis wants to keep Dennis Allen, let him do that. That's going to show that's going to be an exercise of power. That's going to be a great experiment to show the power of the support base versus the general manager who getting paid by uh, the owner who's getting their money from the support base. You have no no chance in that scenario. And they hate to show that you beat him in the public like that. So he will relent at one point and fire Dennis Allen because they can't disrupt the money, which is the power. That's what I'm talking about. 
Now, like I said, let's finish this up, then we get ready to roll. Down in the dumps, Morton Anderson saying that. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's a kicker. Why does he? Why, why, why should he know about the offense and defense and stuff like that? And he voices his opinion? Don't give me that baloney. That's, shoot, I mean, he's, that was 20 years ago, for crying out loud, when he was playing. Can, and he can watch a game on TV and decide whether or not they're worth whatever they are and all that kind of stuff. That's not right. I don't believe in that. I- you don't believe in that. You're like, what? I know this, but see this old school thinking, which still controls today. You don't deserve anything. He cares more about the players who making tens of hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars and them busting their butt, even though they are getting paid very handsomely to do it, by the way. And nobody put a gun to their head and forced them to say, come on over here and get this running back job. Last time I checked, they signed up on their own accord because they want to compete. That's what it comes down to. So I, in terms of the upsetness of the support base versus the players, the players have control of what's going on to upset the support base. You see this weird dichotomy operating right here. This, this is peering into the mental dysfunction that we have to fight against as a, as a support base to tear this ugly moniker off of us of being some damn fanatic somewhere. You don't think fanatics deserve any damn thing. No, you don't. Whatever the team do, you take it and keep supporting it. That's pretty much what it is in a nutshell. That's what he's saying. You know, no, I don't think that's right for him to say that. Oh, no, that's definitely not right for him to say that the Saints, that Saints supporters deserve better. And the team is out here busting their butts. The team is out here underperforming. The team is out here causing the the support base to be upset. There is a, if Jim Mora don't know, there is a standard that's set in the building for the black and gold, which he shouldn't know that. He probably forgot. He getting old. But in the end, the reality is there's a standard. This is far beyond, below the standard. So if that's indeed far below the standard, then you know what needs to happen? There needs to be changes to make sure it rectifies whatever issues is happening. But as long as they believe that you, you, you just, you just got to hang in there. You just got to keep whatever they do. Just put up with it and just hope that they decide to change and do. No, 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 no. That ain't going to happen, playboy. That's how it used to be. That's what I always tell y'all. That's how it used to be. Oh, that's not right for them to tell. For the, <laughs> I'll be damned if I let some damn fan tell me how to run my damn team. And then he got fired. <laughs> then he got fired. He got ran out of town, man. Because people was lighting his ass up in the press. They was lighting him up and he got fired. He got fired because he underperformed. His team stunk. He got famous press conferences where we make fun of and come out with memes of playoffs. Playoffs? Y'all, why well, he hit us with that that giblet, that really juicy one about playoffs. You come say, thanks, going to the playoffs? Playoffs? This team not serious about winning, Mora. They not. I don't understand how you can sit up here and see you've been in the press too long, man. I'm going to keep it real, bro. I'm going to sit up here and pretend what it is, what it is. The team not serious about winning, brother. They're not serious about winning. Why? Because they're not making any changes schematically, philosophy-wise. They're not making... <laughs> this is easy. This is easy work. You're not serious about winning if you're not making changes and you're losing games. What are you doing? We're not making any changes. They are not serious, man. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm serious. I, no, I'm, I'm yeah. you. I mean, that dude got to be joking and trolling. No, no. I, I was going to let the rant end. I, I, I flinched for a second there because I thought something else was coming. I was going to jump I, on I, the microphone. I love Matt Bourne. We're very good friends. We've been friends over I know the, you are. Yeah, and I, and 
you know, a Hall of Fame kicker, great competitor, great teammate, all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I, I think he's wrong when in, in, in saying something like that. Did he? Was he asked that question? I think he just he, tweeted it. Well, to who? Just to everybody. He said the text to the world. He tweeted it to you. He said, tell Jim Mora (laughs) that Saints fans deserve better. All right, hold on. Before this keeps going, no, he didn't. He didn't. See, he don't even realize Lance is trolling him. He didn't do that. Jim is an old guy. He's mental, kind of scrambling up there. But, yeah, this is – but Lance more laughing and and, and just having fun because Jim Mora is trolling, and I I, I think he's trolling. (laughs) Before this goes off the rails any further, I mean, we're gonna. That we're bothers gonna... me that a former NFL player would come out from about his own team that he played with a long time, made Hall of Fame and all that, and come and say that twenty years later after watching a game on TV. That's not right. Well, I don't think it's one game though. I think he's well, been watching he the whole season. Well, he might have, and and he might be like oh, us, so who thought that this team would be a lot better. And I think that's. His frustration coming out, which is why I say I agree with him, because this team had such high expectations coming into the year. All right, Lance. Lance, Come on, Lance. Talk to him. Educate him, man. Now, what Lance said, Lance said, nah, man, listen, I'm laughing to kind of lighten the mood, but shout out to Lance Moore, man. Shout out to Lance Moore. Lance had to te- had to bring it back to reality because Jim Moore went way up there to Saturn somewhere, and Lance had to go up there, get him, and pull him back down to earth. Some kind of way he, he got detached from the gravity, which is, you know, it's a pretty strong thing here on this planet. Some type of way Jim got broken away and started floating way above the top of Saturn somewhere. Lance had to go up there and pull him back down to earth and bring him back down, man. Thank you, Lance Moore, for dropping some game there, man. Appreciate that. What's up, Rain? Rain says, Rain's 11.34 says, Loomis needs a visit from the ghost of franchise past, present, and future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Scrooge tale. Yeah, we're getting close here. And by, and, and by the way, uh, happy holidays to the fam, man. Happy holidays to y'all as we're getting close to Christmas Day. But yes, indeed. Thank you, Rain. Appreciate that. Man. I want to say thank you. Yeah, this is not going to work here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> ain't going to happen, Playboy. Yes, you can quote that, brother. You can quote that when it ain't going to happen. You know, and then, of course, the question of the show is, it, you know, Coffee with Q, Saturday morning Saints talks. Are the Saints really committed to winning? This is the whole dialogue of the show or the, the talking point about the question about are these series are committed to winning games? Well, in my humble estimation, I do not think they are committed to winning games. And I'm not talking about the players on the field. I'm talking about the head coach. And I'm going to tell you why I think. I think they're not committed because they are not making any changes. When teams, when the Saints have had several opportunities during the season, they had some really bad losses. When the offense wasn't even competitive or they got going late, that's a major issue. The Saints don't make any changes. They keep doing the same thing over and over again, which shows you that they're not serious about anything. If you had a person that had an issue, whatever the issue may be, they keep doing the same thing over and over again while telling you we're going to change and whatever that type, you wouldn't take them serious. And I'm not taking the Saints serious. The Saints aren't serious and are committed to winning games if they're behaving this way. They need to fix the problems. The problems is the offensive line. The problems is the head coach. I mean, the quarterback, the head coach is a problem too. They need to change some things and slight things if Dennis Allen wants to keep the job, but he doesn't behave like a guy 
that's about to lose his job, does he? People think he's safe. I want and listen. Is then should Dennis Allen be fired? Yes, he should be fired. Uh, and I, because the team has showed me enough this year where they haven't done anything. And they now the management is relying on the fact that the Saints need to win two games to get into the playoffs and they're going to need help from Tampa Bay to lose. I don't think they do. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't think they do. And how I'm, what am I basing that on? A history. If anything, the Saints, when there's, let me tell y'all something. This team is psychologically weak. They really are. They are psychologically weak. This is a psychologically weak ass team. I'm not, I'm just keeping it real. In particular, the offense is really, the offense is really psychologically weak. It really is. The Saints had a supreme opportunity this past Thursday to take full possession of their playoff future by beating the Rams. They had enough assets to get that done. And what did they do? They went up there and shrunk in the limelight. They are psychologically weak. And a psychologically weak team like that, any opportunity it that presents itself that requires them to step up and make a play to gain its destiny back, they're not going to rise up to that challenge. And listen, remember in the game, the, the Rams game, you say, well, Q, they scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. The game was out of reach. The pressure was off. Why didn't they do that in the first and the second quarter while they had time? Why did it take the fourth quarter for them to score 15 points? Why they didn't do it in the first or second? Because psychologically weak teams don't have the ability to turn it when the situation presents itself. They won't go into it with that courage mindset and take control and say, this is ours. We got it. We taking it. It takes a certain type of mindset and aggression to go and get that. It takes a certain alpha dog set mind to go and do that. These teams don't, this team don't have that offensively. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast. People are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming. And we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to people are the worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.